Hello, welcome to my podcast. I'm Cliff Hedges, and we're calling this Cliff's Podcast. Purpose is to study the Word of God. And the purpose of that is not just to be smarter, not just to know theological things, but to know God better. If we say we're following God, we really want to know about God. We want to know where he's going in order to know how to follow him. And that's going to be foundationally based upon the Word of God. God has given us the Bible. He's preserved it for us. He's revealed himself through the Bible so that we can know about him, can know him, and can follow him. So that's our purpose. Our purpose is to uh, spend some time looking at the Word of God. Now we're going to begin with 1 John. This is a letter that the Apostle John wrote. Why 1 John? Well, I just haven't looked at it in a while, and it's a really good letter. It's short. It's only five chapters. You can read the whole thing in less than 15 minutes. But we're going to take it piece by piece, see what we can learn from it, and and what we can apply to our own lives. Let's talk about John a little bit. This is John the Apostle. John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. John lived to be an old man. Uh, Most of the apostles were martyred. They were executed. They were killed. But for whatever reason, John wasn't. Now, he did annoy the local authorities and was exiled to the island of Patmos. And, And John's writings actually all occur late in his life. He's an old man. He's in his 90s when, uh, He has his revelation, and he wrote that down in the book of Revelation. He was, uh, you know, older when he wrote the Gospel of John and and the three letters, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. John uh, probably moved from the Jerusalem area up to the uh, town of Ephesus, and and that's where he ministered and worked with the, the churches in that area. And this letter he wrote, 1 John, it's a letter to a church, a real church, real people in real circumstances. So he's dealing with some broad theological concerns, some broad issues of faith, but they're applied to a specific group of people with specific issues. And his purposes in writing this letter are so that they can experience the joy of knowing God and following God, so they can know some things about sin, because that's an issue they're dealing with. Uh, to warn them and and, uh, guide them in dealing with false teachers, because that's a problem they're dealing with, and just to provide some assurance of their salvation. So let's dive into 1 John, and we're only going to look at the first two verses of 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. John says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. That life was revealed, and we have seen it, and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. Now, in English, often we uh, divide these long run-on sentences in the original Greek into shorter English sentences so we can understand them a little bit better. But everything I just read there was, uh, well, in the English text is a sentence that continues through verse 3. And it, it is that. It's just one big run-on sentence. And it's um, if you try and diagram the sentence, it's kind of complicated. 
because he he doesn't put them in standard order. Normally, you you have the the subject and then the verb and then the object and then the direct object. Well, he kind of puts them all in a uh, blender and um, grinds them up for us. But if you look at it, we can understand what's going on. He's talking about the word of life. Now, what's he mean by the word of life? Is he talking about the message of the gospel or the person of Jesus? Well, yes, he is. He's talking about both. Paul says, I preach Christ. What what does he mean? Well, he means he's speaking the message of Christ, but it's so inextricably linked to the person of Christ that it's both. And that's what John's talking about here, the word of life. But he uses a lot of language that he uh, uses in his gospel. Now, why is that? Well, it's the same guy, so he's going to be using a lot of the same words. But let me just read the first uh, few verses of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So that's just the first verse, but the same language, very similar language. So he's talking about the Word of life, and he uses various descriptors. He says, what was from the beginning? Well, what was from the beginning? Well, he began... Uh, the Gospel of John with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And he's talking about Jesus, Jesus being the Word, and the Word being from the beginning. So he's using the same language here. He's talking about Jesus as the Word of life, and that Word was from the beginning. Then he goes on, he says, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes. Well, this is uh, the language of personal experience. He's uh, speaking of uh, things that we've seen, we've heard. He, uh, he's used in the same language that John the Baptist used. When, when John the Baptist was, was pointing people toward Jesus, uh, actually, one of the first people that John the Baptist pointed towards Jesus was the Apostle John. So we know that John was a follower of John the Baptist. And in uh, back in John's Gospel, in uh, chapter 3, there's uh, some questions arising. And John the Baptist, in, in John 3, 32, he says, He testifies to what he has seen and heard. Yet no one accepts his testimony. This is the same language that John the Baptist uses, talking about testifying as what is seen and heard. And here in uh, John's first letter, he's talking about we're testifying about what we've seen and heard, uh, what we have heard, what we've seen with our eyes. He's, he's speaking as, as a, a witness. He says what we observed and touched with our hands. Uh, again, speaking of personal experience, but back to John's gospel. He said, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory of the one and only set from the Father, full of grace and truth. What John's getting at there is the word, the word of God, Jesus, became a man and lived among us, and we have experienced it. And that's what he's talking about here in his letter. He said, we've observed and touched with our hands. We saw it. We lived it. We experienced it. 
And then he says, this is all concerning the word of life. And that life was revealed. This is a big deal here. Revealing. Revelation. The idea that God is not hiding, but God has revealed himself. And God has revealed himself through Jesus Christ. And God has revealed the way to know him through Jesus Christ. It's not a secret. It's not something in hiding. It's not something you have to go and study um, and learn the secrets about it. It's, it's just the plain, open gospel that's available to anyone. God is not hiding. He has revealed himself and revealed himself through Jesus Christ. And it's all about life. He's referred to as the word of life. Again, that, that same language is is back to uh, the beginning of, of John's gospel. He says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. So Jesus is the word. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the word of life. And that has been revealed. And John goes on to say, and we have seen it. And we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. Some different aspects here that I uh, want to touch on. One is he talking about the, the, uh, the aspect of being witnesses. John is saying, we have seen this. We, we've heard it. We've seen it. We've observed it. We've touched it. We are witnesses. We know what we're talking about. Then there's the aspect of being a messenger. This was all revealed to us. And we are now bringing that message to you. We have seen it, and we testify and declare to you this message that we have seen, we have experienced, we have been a part of. And what is that message? The eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. So he's uh, laying out the, the case that he's a witness. He, he knows what he's talking about. He lived with Jesus for three and a half years. He knew Jesus. He was there when Jesus died. He was there when Jesus rose from the dead. And he's been a follower of Jesus for years. He knows what he's talking about from firsthand experience. But he's also a messenger. He says, and I'm here to tell you, these things have been revealed to me. I'm declaring them to you, testifying as a witness to what I know from first-hand knowledge. So what's the takeaway for us? Well, very similar message. There's certain things that we know. We know about Christ. We know how Christ came to us. I know how Christ came to me. I know how Jesus revealed himself to me through his word, through the Holy Spirit through the, the testimony of his people, through seeing him work in my life and the lives of others. I've seen these things myself. So I am a witness. But yes, I am also called to be a messenger to others, to testify to those things that I know firsthand. Now, I didn't walk with Jesus on the earth. I didn't watch him be executed watch him be raised from the dead, but I've still experienced firsthand 
things of Jesus. That is, the things that he's revealed through his word, the things he's revealed in my life, the life of others, the testimony of his church, and the direct testimony of the Holy Spirit guiding me. So because of that, I am a witness, and I am called to testify to others as to what I know. And anyone who's a follower of Christ shares in that that call, be a witness and testify about what they know. Join me next time as we're continuing to look at first letter of John and see if we can get through a couple of more verses. Thanks for joining me. Take care.